What's up, family? Well, hey, it is good to see every one of you here tonight. And uh, yeah, life's just been um, crazy, to say the least, for the last couple months. But I am so glad to be back with you guys. Will you guys stand with me? You know, the Lord is so faithful. (laughs) And, um, you know, tonight I believe he wants to come and just breathe new life into our, our lungs. And I feel like he wants just to remind us who we are in him. And so if you feel comfortable, I want you to put your hand on your heart. Jesus, we just come before you tonight. We just give you the highest praise. Thank you for who you are each and every moment of our lives, God. Thank you that you're the Prince of Peace, that you're everything to us, God. Would you just come and fill our hearts with joy tonight? Would you just speak your truth and your life and your love into our hearts? We trust you and we thank you. Come, Holy Spirit. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Give it up for the worship band. Awesome job, guys. And well, thank you guys so much for coming out. I know it is a season of midterms and busyness, but hey, fall's here. How about this day today, huh? Yeah? Woo, anyone excited else about this day? No? Yes, thank you. Um, go ahead, Chris, you can bring those out. Man, thank you so much, Leah. It's so great to have you back again. Could we just give it up for Leah Bice, everyone? Hey, oh, can you turn me up a little bit? Um, I, uh, she's been out for about five weeks, and uh, she's just so important to our family. And uh, we're so excited she's back and uh, going to be at fall retreat, too. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you. Um, well, I am so excited for tonight. Um, can I just have a hand, round of applause? Is, who's going to fall retreat? Let me see your hands. Awesome. Man, well, hey, if you're not raising your hand, there is still time to sign up. Um, you can sign up tonight right in the back. Mariah, raise your hand, Mariah. Mariah's going to be back there. And Miranda, Miranda, raise your hand. And they would love to sign you up. Uh, you can sign up also uh, through Instagram or our Facebook tonight. Uh, 12 o'clock, uh, you have time. If you can only go for half the time, uh, like my friend Christy and some others, talk to me. There's a discount code. You can just pay for half of it. We want you to come to the full thing. But, hey, some is better than none, right? So that's okay. But uh, come, come for the whole party. Um, so we're so excited about that. Camp Warren, there's, I just checked, there's 93 of us signed up. Come on. We need your help to break 100. That'd be awesome. Uh, Caleb Hummer just told me he's going, so you know it's going to be fun. Let's go, Caleb. 
Um, but hey, we are so excited. So we are in a series called Culture Carriers. We are looking at the different fruit of the Spirit. Um, and uh, we're looking through, we looked through love two weeks ago. The famous Naomi right here walking up preached on love. She brought the house down last week. Radical Brett spoke on joy. And, and if you guys missed those weeks, I would definitely encourage you to check that out. If you didn't know, we have a podcast through, through iTunes, or you can look at it in our newsletter that you can listen to service every week if you miss. But it, the party's always better when you're here, so we thank you for being here. Um, but this week, we have two amazing uh, people who I dearly love that are going to continue this sermon series and look at the fruit of peace. Um, but I forgot something. I want to say, let me, hold on, stay right there for me. I'm going to backtrack. I also, um, you know, we have so many people that have poured into this ministry for years that have really made it what it is. And anytime um, there's one of our own family members that come back to surprise us, I always want to honor them. And so we just want to honor Kendra. And can we give it up for Kendra? Kendra surprised Dale and, Mer and MJ to come back, from, drove from Chicago, and uh, we just want to honor you and say thank you. She was one of our leaders and led small groups and just helped with setup and just poured into this family. We just want to say it's so great to see you and have you back. We love you. So give it up one more time for Kendra. All right, back to the two girls I love. <laughs> one of them is so, so special to me. Actually, both of them are special in different ways. Um, but one of them is my amazing wife, and the other one I can truly say is like a sister to me. Um, I love, all, we're all sisters and brothers in Christ, uh, but she really is like a sister. And so I'm so excited this dynamic duo are going to be preaching on something that they're, they're, they're not even going to be teaching tonight, but they're going to be giving away something that they walk in and they have. And every week as we prayed about who would be speaking, I really asked the Lord, who are people that walk in these fruits? I mean, we all walk in them, we all live in them, but who's walking in a way that it's just overflowing? And as MJ's probably going to say, she has to have a lot of peace to put up with me on the regular. <laughs> and, 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 but Dale and her just have such a special friendship and just something about their hearts. They walk and live in the peace of the Lord. So I'm so excited for them to share. So can we welcome up the one, the, the two only, Dale Mueller and Mary Jane Otto, not Horth. <laughs> Come on, let's give it up. I know you can go louder. <laughs> Woo! All right, guys, you just extend your hand. I'm just going to pray for them. Um, Father, I'm just going to do this. So I can... There we go. <laughs> Get a little close to you and say, love you, sister. <laughs> Father, I just thank you so much for my sisters. I thank you so much that they've made me a better man, a man of peace. Still got a long way to go, but they're helping me and uh, helping us. And Father, we just bless them. I thank you so much for the peace that they walk in, the peace that they live in. And I thank you so much for them saying yes to tonight and most of all to you. We love you and do what only you can do in them and through them, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, what's up, guys? My name is MJ, as Ryan shared, and yes, I have the honor of being his lovely wife, if you would call me that, I hope. But um, yeah, we are two months, two and a half months into marriage, down. Um, so going strong, and I'm also a coach with Alive and in grad school here at the U of I. And also just super blessed to be on the gymnastics team here, um, going on the sixth year on that. So that's just a little bit about me. Hi, everyone. My name's Dale. I am a senior. <laughs> Is that Mark? Uh, <laughs> I 
I'm a senior here at the University of Illinois. Um, I've been a part of Alive since my freshman year, just stumbled upon it on quad day and um, came to one like three weeks in and I think honestly I've only missed one Alive since then. So super honored to be here with all of you guys. These are my family. Um, and so yeah, I just love you guys. Well, anyway, as Rai said, <laughs> this is new for me. I know I sing worship, but like this is a whole nother thing. Anyway, we, like Rai said, we've been recapping a series about Fruits of the Spirit. And so, gnomes, she brought the house down, gnomey gnomes, with love. Um, I'm not just saying that because she's one of my best friends, but she just really set it up saying love is a foundation. It's the foundation for the rest of the, the fruits we're going to talk about. And then... Um, someone last week, let's just call him Tammy, I don't know, <laughs> um, Brett, Brett, our coach Brett, he um, preached on joy and was just an awesome message, a message about being unshakable in joy um, and how that's always inside of us. And so today, or tonight, we want to talk a little bit about peace. peace. <laughs> yes, we planned that. Yes. So Dale, I know it's midterm week. How are you feeling and how are you maintaining peace throughout all that craziness and also preparing for a message? You know, that's a really good question, MJ. You know, if I had to be honest, the one thing that is getting me through this week is fall retreat this Woo! weekend. Shameless plug. Yeah! No, seriously, it's going to be a fun weekend and it actually is getting me through this week. But, you know, MJ, I really wanted to know. You know, you recently got married, right? You know, yeah, like a few months ago. I did. Um, I just wanted to know how do you maintain so much peace being married to Ryan Otto? <laughs> well, Dale, all I can say truly is life's an adventure and a journey, and when you marry a kid at heart, sometimes you just need a little patience, that's all. <laughs> peace and patience. All right, well, there are a lot of things. Um, that we can experience peace through, guys. And tonight, we just want to dive into what is truly peace, um, what is Jesus's peace, and where does it come from? So we are going to dive into kind of, um, yeah, just three things that we want to talk about. But um, before thinking about this message, I kind of like just got this view that the world thinks of peace as this dainty, soft, little warm and fuzzy feeling that Sometimes we can get through, like, getting a massage or taking a bubble bath, which I love all those things, so, right, you can take some notes. But, um, yeah, we just want to convey to you tonight that peace is, um, peace is powerful. Peace is active. It's aggressive. It's effective. And peace can transform our lives. So we're just really excited to dive into that with you guys. And one of the foundations that we just want to set before we start is that God really cares about peace, and he, he promises peace to us. God is peace. It's mentioned so many times in the Bible that he's the God of peace. Um, peace isn't just this something extra that, like, hey, if you can get to it, like, yeah, live your life with peace. Um, but no, God, like, truly has it as a vital part of our lives that can, um, yeah, just dwell in our hearts, our minds, our souls, and will transform our relationships, our choices, and just our daily habits. Um, yeah, and I know it's midterm week right now, and that can be really crazy and, and just a hectic time. But remember, like he says, hey, all you who are weary and burdened, like come to me and I will give you rest. I will give you peace. Um, so just a little encouragement in this week. Um, yeah, I would just want to ask ourselves, like, would we begin to believe that God values peace for our lives, that he created it, and that Jesus came to make this supernatural eternal peace available to us? And that the Holy Spirit was gifted to us to deliver this peace and let it dwell in our hearts. 
So the three main things that we want to examine and take away from tonight are where does peace come from, how do we experience it, and what does it do for us? And so I'm going to start. I'm going to start in John 14. And John 14 starts, it's on the day before Jesus um, died on the cross, and he's talking to his disciples, basically trying to comfort them. You know, he's saying, hey, I'm going to be leaving, but trust me, this is the best thing for you. I'm sending my Holy Spirit. Like, it's going to be okay. And I don't think it's a coincidence that one of the greatest scriptures that um, talks about peace in the Bible is happens the night before his death. And I just think that so shows, like, he knew what was coming, but he still says this. And this is in verse um, 26, 27. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The first thing I noticed when I was reading this scripture was that he says, my peace I give to you. My peace. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the key to the supernaturalist, the supernaturalness of the amazing peace that Jesus wants to give. It's his own personal peace. It's the same deep peace that stilled his own heart in the midst of mockers and haters and, and traitors and the people who killed him. It stilled his heart when he was on that cross. And he still had a calm about him that just seemed kind of inhuman and unnatural. But that's the point. He wants to enable us with this peace that that he had that is inhuman, but that he still makes available for us. In the midst of incomprehensible persecution and pain, Jesus was calm and he was unwavering, and he left that same peace with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. It was his own shield, it was his own helmet that served him in his battle, and it was tested by him. Guys, it works. Peace is awesome. He gave it to us when he left, and it should give us the same calm and trouble and the same freedom and anxiety. Jesus and Jesus alone is where we find this peace. He is the source of peace. And it's not just the absence of trouble, but it, the kind of peace that cannot be affected by chaos, suffering, or adversity. His gift of peace is empowering to us. It authorizes us to remain calm in the most wildly fearful storms and to rejoice in pain and trial. Guys, Christ is truly the source of peace. Yeah, I mean, MJ just says it best. I think that's such a crucial starting point that Jesus is the source of peace. And um, it just reminds me of this, this one quote I heard in a sermon by Bill Johnson. He's a pastor out at Bethel. And um, he said, peace is not the absence of war or conflict, but it's the presence of a person. Um, and that person is Jesus. And um, it's funny, as we were preparing for this message, um, the Lord gave us the same scriptures and like different angles and different revelations on it. And so he gave me that same scripture, and I want to look at John 14, 27 again, um, where he says, peace is not the absence of, or no, yeah. <laughs> peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. And as I read that, the last part really stuck out to me, and I said, what does that mean, I do not give to you as the world gives? Um, and I was just asking the Lord, and I felt like he gave me this analogy, you know, if I, let's say I was at MJ's house, and I brought my laptop over, and we were watching This Is Us, but then you know how that goes, I just get so into it, and I just put it away, um, and I left it at her house. She was without my laptop, but now she has it through the act of me leaving it. Same thing with giving. If she, if I decided I was going to give my laptop to MJ, she was without my laptop, and now she has it through the act of me giving it. But what Jesus says here, he says, I do not give to you as the world gives. And I just feel like what he's saying there is you're not lacking anything. 
You're not without anything already. You already have peace. You already have that inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit. When he died on that cross, he not only died just for the forgiveness of your sins and to give you new life, but to give you the spirit living inside of you, meaning you have access to peace at all times, but you also have access to all the fruits at all times. And so, yeah, I just feel like he is peace. Peace is, peace is a person. He is the source of peace. And without that person, you cannot experience peace to its fullness. And so... What I want to go on to next is, is our next point is, okay, so we have this peace all the time, right? Like you're saying, I have this inside of me, but how come I don't feel it all the time? How do I access it? How do I experience that? And for this part, I want to look at Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And I don't know, I just feel like it says the answer right there, um, prayer. Um, and I know sometimes when we bring up prayer, some people might be like, oh, here we go, another boring message about prayer. Maybe some of you guys maybe feel convicted, like, oh, I'm, I know I'm not praying enough, or I'm not, my prayer life is so bad. And I just want to say, I'm not here to teach you how to pray. I'm not here to give a message about prayer. I'm here, honestly, I just want to share my experiences with you guys and how powerful prayer has been in my own personal life in experiencing peace, because I think in that place of prayer, it's just natu- peace just is a natural flow out of your life. And so um, I look at prayer in my own life in, in two different ways. And the first way is just it's a conversation with the Lord. It doesn't have to be this super spiritual thing. It's just, it's just talking with the Lord. It's communing with the Lord. It's in, inviting him into every single day. And maybe it looks like, I don't know, walking to class and just inviting him in. For me, I, I invite the Holy Spirit before every single exam I take. I'm not even kidding. I, I pray over myself. I have the mind of Christ. And I literally, I don't remember who I was talking about this with, but I literally, if I don't know the answer to a question, I'll invite the Holy Spirit and whatever one I feel like he's highlighting or circle. I'm like, is that cheating? I don't really know. <laughs> um, but it's just inviting him in. It's just in every aspect of your life or Maybe if you're Ryan Otto, this is where the payback comes from all the stories. No, I'm kidding. If you're Ryan Otto, maybe it's before every single movie, every single movie. doesn't matter if you're just at your house or in a movie theater filled with people. He prays not just quietly, but declares in front of the entire theater, Jesus, we welcome you in this place. Lord, come speak to us through this movie in ways that only you can. But, hey, it works. He has me crying in every movie now, and the Lord always speaks. So and then everyone crying. stares at him like, who is that guy? And we're like, I don't know him. <laughs> but seriously, it's just a conversation. It's just doing life with the Lord. He's, he wants to do that. He, it, he wants to know about the stupid things. He wants you to talk to him about everything, and it's just inviting him into that. Um, and the other part of prayer for me that I've noticed is it's intimacy. Like, it is just getting in a room alone with the Lord. I mean, alive in church and these conferences and... They're, they're great and they're amazing. I love them. I've experienced so many radical encounters and experienced so much freedom and breakthrough and they're great ways to, to spark your faith or to plant seeds. But where I've experienced the most transformation in my own life and where I've experienced the most profound and radical and life-changing encounters happened in that time of just me and the Lord. It didn't come through worship set. It didn't even come through the laying on hands or a giving of a prophetic word, but it came from the Lord directly. And so I just want to encourage you, like, that's where I've experienced the most freedom and the most 
change my own life. I, I look at my own walk. I came here. Um, my freshman year, not really. I grew up in a, a conserv- more like a more conservative Lutheran church, I guess you could say. Um, what, what? Yeah, so grateful for that. But I just didn't have a grid for things like the Holy Spirit and this freedom. Raising my hands in worship was like, can I, is that even allowed? I don't know. Um, and I just experienced a lot of freedom, but my freshman year is a lot of just asking questions. But where I experienced the, the true transformation in my own life happened my sophomore year where literally I just, I just grew deep with the Lord. I would crave time with him. Literally, I'd, I'd come home from class, and I, would just, I couldn't wait to just spend time with him for hours. And I don't know how he did it, but he, he literally multiplied my time just because I made it such a priority. I was able to get everything done, and it was just a time of, of, of growing so deep with the Lord. And it's so important in terms of peace because in that time of building intimacy, in times of just seeking after the Father's heart, um, it's where you build trust with him. And that's where I notice in my relationship, it's where I've built trust, and that's how I experience peace. Because now, when I step into situations, or I'm in circumstances that are uncomfortable, or I have fear, or I'm uncertain or unsure, I can step into those situations and step out with peace and in faith because of the trust that I have in the Lord. Because I already know his heart, I already know he's for me, I already know he has my back. And it's what allows you to step into situations with just supernatural peace, just having that trust. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. That trust is literally kind of the first step in activating that peace that's already in us. Um, and that piece of intimacy is also so big. Like, yeah, if you want peace, like if you're in the midst of a storm or maybe you just are kind of tend to be like an angry person, like get with Jesus. He's the source of peace and that intimacy with him is just so, so powerful. Um, so yeah, with that, like we have a disclaimer about peace. Peace will not eliminate all your problems. Yeah, crazy. Um, It hasn't eliminated all of our problems, and it hasn't taken away any of the bad things that happen in life. I'm like, what the heck? Um, But yeah, what we can promise you is that peace will give you a changed perspective and response and just this supernatural stillness and rest when these problems or bad things do come. See, peace is not an external circumstance, but it's more of this internal state of our hearts. Hear that again. Peace is totally unrelated to circumstance outside of us. Peace is this freedom. It's this freedom of rest, to rest, that is untouched by what happens on the outside. And this is the power of intimacy that Dale is talking about, guys. Like, we can be in the midst of the greatest storms or just the greatest trials in life and still have peace. And that's why it transcends all understanding because it just doesn't make sense, but we can. And I just can't help but think about Paul for a second. If you know anything about Paul, he faced torture, he faced prison, he faced um, stonings and lashings and shipwrecks and hunger and thirst and all these other things. And um, yeah, it's awful. I was like, I would not even be able to withstand one of those. But even so, Paul, he sang and he rejoiced and he remained confident that God was gracious to him and he was keeping his trust in him. And I just wonder, how is he able to withstand all this? Um, But it's not because he's a tough guy. It's because he was able to learn and receive and activate the peace within him. And it wasn't natural to him, which I think is so cool. We know in Paul's background that he kind of like killed a lot of people and, and did some bad things. So we know he wasn't always a peaceful person. But I think that's an encouragement to some of us. For you who maybe don't consider yourselves naturally gifted or graced with peace, It's like a muscle or a skill that he practiced, that he cultivated, that he developed and grew in. And this is available for all of us. I think that's so cool. 
So like I said, um, personal story, I, yeah, I'm on the gymnastics team at the U of I. This is my sixth year um, of doing gymnastics, which is a little abnormal, but <laughs> I had a few injuries that allowed me to redshirt two years. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, but the story kind of goes, last October, I was actually, yeah, just a year ago, I was practicing and tore my Achilles tendon and um, thought my season, I knew my season was over, thought my career was over, and this is something I've been doing since I was three years old. I haven't really known life without gymnastics, so it was just a really, like, devastating time for me and um, just a lot of confusion and, and uncertainty about what was going on. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a really tough time. And then my coach came to me and said, hey, MJ, like, we can apply for a sixth year if that's something you'd be interested in. And, and that was awesome news. Um, but then she said, hey, we actually won't be able to, like, know for about eight months. We have to wait until the season is over in May. And even then, we have to wait to hear back from the NCAA about whether they accept your waiver or not. So it'll just be a really long process. And I thought at the time, I was like, man, this is great. It's okay. Like, I'm good. But then month after month, as I just kept having to wait and wait and wait, and just the uncertainty of what was going to happen, was I going to get this year back and be able to continue doing what I love, or was I going to be done forever and, and kind of have it end in an unexpected, um, just unpleasant way? And yeah, it was just confusing for me, and, and I didn't want to get a real job yet, and <laughs> I just wasn't ready. Um, you know, it's coming soon, I know, it's okay. But um, <laughs> Ryan's like, yes, please. Um, but yeah, throughout this process, it just hit me one day, I woke up, and God just said to me, like, MJ, like, will you trust me? Will you trust that I'm fighting for you? Will you trust that I have good things in store for you and that I'm even though I didn't cause this bad thing, I'm working it out for your good. Will you trust me? And yeah, that, that just hit me, and it wasn't easy, but it was a daily process of waking up and saying, God, I trust you. And it allowed me to live in this peace of whatever happens, like it's going to be okay because it's going to be God's best for me. And that allowed me just to live in that peace. And so I say all that to say, sorry for I just think in order for us to just activate the peace inside of us and to receive the peace of God, we just place our full trust in him. We just trust the almighty God, the, our, our loving heavenly father. He loves us so much. And I just ask, like, will I choose to take my focus off the problem, off the trouble, and focus on his promises, focus on his faithfulness that doesn't change. His character doesn't change. The things of this world do, but he doesn't. So will we focus on that? Will we trust in that? Yeah, so we're going to move on to kind of the last question that we want to just dive into, which um, asks, what does peace do for us? Like, why is it important? And I'm going to talk about how one of the biggest things personally for me is that peace guards us. It's our shield of protection. And so I'm going to continue on into that verse that Dale started um, in Philippians 4, 7 now. It says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The word guard is the same word that is often used in like military references throughout the Bible. So it's kind of meaning like stand at your post and guard against the aggression of the enemy, you know, that's coming. Um, which I think is super powerful. It's not just like, oh, this guard watching over, like keeping someone is in prison. It's like guarding against the enemy. 
This peace that Jesus gives will guard your hearts and mind. When peace is our guard, when peace is our defensive shield, we have entered into an impenetrable state from which nothing can deter us. This is the peace of God that keeps worry from corroding our hearts or just anxious thoughts from tearing up our minds. It is literally like a shield of protection that when arrows from the enemy or even other people come, our shield of peace is already up and we will not be shaken because the peace of God is guarding us. Yeah, that's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just want to touch on like with this last part, what, what does peace actually do for you? Because, you know, we hear about it all the time, like, oh, like, I feel so at peace, and, like, that's good, but, like, what is that actually doing for you? And so I love, MJ, what you shared. Like, it actually is a guard. It actually protects you. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is is it proclaims. There's this aspect of peace that it actually fights for you. Um, you know, like we said, your problems aren't going to go away. Like Jesus literally said, in this world you have trials, you have troubles, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And so... I'm not saying that to be like, oh, you're going to have problems, but like we will, like we've all experienced trouble, we've all experienced problems. I bet many of you guys are going through problems and you're going through struggles right now, but the Lord still promises us peace, right? He literally, in the Bible, it says we're called to peace. And so I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, Lord, if you told us, you straight up told us we're going to have problems, but you also say we're called to peace, how do those two fit together? How does that work? And so I... I want to look back at, at Philippians 4. Um, well, actually, before that, I just want to say the enemy doesn't attack your peace in your circumstances. Because why else would Jesus say, like, you, you're going to have problems, you're going to have trials, but take heart, I've overcome the world. He is not, does not attack you in, or he doesn't attack your peace in your circumstances, but he attacks your peace in your perceptions, in your mind of what's going on around you. And so it's so important to take captive thoughts and to, to train your mind. It says literally in Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's so important. And so I want to go back at Philippians 4, the same scripture where I said it. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I was just asking the Lord, like, how do you experience peace in trials? And how do you pray? You know, how do you, how do you activate this peace when things aren't going well? And I just felt like he said, like, thankfulness. With thankfulness. Thankfulness is the key. And some of you might be sitting here saying, you know, I don't really feel thankful for my situation right now. I don't really know how to pray with thankfulness because the world around me seems like it's crashing. And, you know, it's easy to pray with thankfulness when things are going well, right? Like, Lord, thank you for that A. Thank you for this and that. When things are going well, we all know how to do that. But how do we pray with thankfulness when things aren't going well? How does, what does that even look like? And I was, was just asking the Lord, and I said, Lord, what does that look like? How do you pray with thankfulness in the midst of, of trials and struggles and, and situations? And I felt like he gave me this word where he says, Dale, we pray to proclaim, not to complain. And that just hit me because I think, how often do I go in and I spend time with the Lord and I'm going through something and I just complain. I just vent. I just spill out everything and then I leave and I don't actually wait and let the Lord speak his truth and speak his wisdom and his life into the situation. I just complain and then leave. I mean, I, I know that's so true for my own life and there's something powerful that happens and it's not, it's not, 
It's not being fake with the Lord. It's not sugarcoating things. It's not denying things, but praying to proclaim. It's actually speaking the reality and the truth of Jesus over your life and over your situations. And for me, it looks like, it looks like, Lord, I'm hurting. Lord, I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm angry at the situation. I'm angry at this person. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm angry at you. And I need you to show up and I need you to show your face, Lord. And right now I'm choosing in faith, I'm choosing in trust to proclaim the goodness of you over the situation, God. I am choosing to proclaim and, and speak truth of who you say you are in my situation, Lord. I thank you that you are who you say you are, God. I thank you that 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 you have great plans for me to give me a hope and a future, God. I thank you that you can do so much more with my life than I could ever ask, think, or imagine. And yeah, as you're just giving thanks and as you're just thanking the truth of who God is, literally just open your Bible and read scripture and just thank the Lord of who he says he is. Because what you're doing is you're speaking the reality. You're, you're actually prophesying over situations over your life the truth of what's going on. And so what that does is when you're giving thankfulness, it's actually shifting your, your mind, right? Because that's where he attacks your peace. It's not in your situations. It's in your mind. And so when you're praying with thankfulness, you're, you're aligning your thoughts with God's thoughts, and you're able to see clearly situations around you. You're able to see the peace around you. You're able to see Jesus, the source of peace. He is peace, like we touched on in the very beginning. He is the source of peace. Peace is a person. It's the presence of a person. And when you pray with thankfulness, it, it, it allows you to see that, and it's just, it's such a key thing in your life, and it, it brings joy, it brings peace, it brings life, it brings love, it brings all the fruits of spirit of the Spirit when you're able to do that, and so, yeah, like, like MJ said, it's not just, it's, it's a shield, and it guards us, and it protects us, but it also fights for us, it, it prophesies, it proclaims, declares the goodness of God in every single life, in every area of your life, and in every situation, and I just feel like, I just want to read this this scripture in full, starting at Philippians 4, because I just think it, it sums up everything. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding all confusion of the mind, all, all anxiety, all worry will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's good. Kind of going along with um, just the idea of proclaiming, I feel like I just got this line of peace isn't affected by the circumstances of life, but rather it affects the circumstances of life. And one of my favorite quotes um, is from a guy named Danny Silk. Side note, he's coming to MLMP More Love More Power Conference this year, so make sure you sign up. It's in March. I know, a long ways away, but still. Um, but yeah, he says, peace is not the absence of conflict, but it's our authority over chaos. Our authority over chaos. And so kind of, um, yeah, like Dale brought up this verse, um, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus says that in um, John 16, 33, he promises that we will have trouble, but he has already overcome all the trouble. And because he lives in us, we have authority to just claim this peace over chaos, to overrule and transform atmospheres with our authority of peace. Rather than being kind of victimized um, by outside events, the peace within us can attack them and overrule them. You guys can literally all walk into a room and change atmospheres. 
I just think of that song, um, <laughs> you should sing it. That's like, <laughs> you, <got laughs> you know. <it. laughs> yeah, no. um, but Jesus, when you walk into a room, everything changes. And guys, if Jesus lives in us, when you guys walk into room, everything should change. Everything can change. Whether that's at your workplace or in your classroom or a group project or on your sports teams. Yeah, if you feel that there's this atmosphere of stress or tension or worry or anxiety, you have total like authority in you to just shift that, to completely claim that peace in that space. You have the authority of Jesus in you to do that. Again, peace is not the absence of conflict, but our authority over chaos. Because conflict and stress are going to happen, we all know that, and they're going to be present throughout our lives. But it's our authority over these things that, do, when they do come, that can be super powerful. So, why does peace matter? Why, does, why is peace truly important for our lives? Well, we felt that just in a world filled with things like anxiety and stress and just so many t- tormenting just feelings and thoughts and, and occurrences, our world is craving peace. Our world is craving stillness. The word anxiety itself, literally in its, in its Latin roots, I think, literally means to be torn to pieces. There's so much money that's spent on pills and therapy and, and um, yeah, just other things to kind of obtain this inner peace. But those are all good things. Those are all great, and they can be super beneficial. But if we're also missing out on the source of peace, it's going to be fruitless. And so I think our hearts today was just also to help us be awakened to the fact that apart from God, there's no real peace in this world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so just to con- conclude, you know, like what MJ said, apart from God, there's no real peace. You can experience mm-hmm. peace through through situations and you can experience it through feeling, but true peace is a person. Jesus is a source of peace, like, like we said. And so we just want like going over the three things that that we mentioned we just want you guys to take away that where does peace come from it it comes from jesus he is the source of peace peace is a person without him you cannot experience full peace and and you know this is a relational journey not a religious journey and so in order to experience that peace it's so important to have a relationship with him and i even just feel like tonight if there's some of you in here that maybe you don't even know jesus or you don't know what a relationship with him looks like get prayer it's, it's the most amazing decision you will ever make in your entire life. And so in order, in order to access that peace to, to its fullness, it has to begin in a relationship. It has to begin with, with prayer, with, with conversation, with trust. And then, yeah, from that place, it, it does so much for you. It guards you. It keeps you safe. It fights for you. And so... Yeah, as we we go into a time of worship, we just really want this to be a time where you guys can get with God and just experience the source of peace himself. And so, yeah, I'm just going to pray you guys in. If you if you want, you can stand, you can sit. Just get in a in a in a posture to receive. <clears throat> yeah, Lord, I just thank you that that you are the source of peace. Lord, I thank you that you're in this room right now. And so, Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you come through this room, Holy Spirit. You sweep through this room and you touch each heart individually, God. And you meet each person so intimately, so deeply, so personally right now in this moment. 
And Lord, in the midst of, of midterms and stress and anxiety, we just break that off right now in Jesus' name. It has no place in here. It has no stronghold over you or over your life. And we just speak the reality and the truth of the peace of God into your heart and into your minds and into your situations that you'd be able to see clearly. Yeah, Lord, I just thank you for every single person that's here in this room. I feel like it's, it was a sacrifice for some of you guys to be here, and we just say thank you. And so, Holy Spirit, meet them with your peace. Meet them with your presence, God. We just thank you that you're in this room, and that peace is a promise you keep. It's a promise you keep every day of our lives and in every circumstance. So, yeah, Lord, we just thank you that you're in this room. We just say come and have your way even more. In Jesus' name.
song and worship just Jesus worthy as the lamb that was slain for us I just man what Jesus did on that cross was so much more than we could ever ever think or comprehend and I just feel like corporately I don't know I just feel like the Lord wants to break off strongholds of depression and anxiety over people's lives generational strongholds of, of depression and anxiety and so if that's you if you feel comfortable just Hold out your hands because I really do feel like he was going to break this off of you tonight. And so, Lord, I just thank you that you took that to the cross, God, that we don't have to experience that anymore. Depression has to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Anxiety has to leave right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you took that and you nailed that to the cross. And so we just invite the Prince of Peace into this place right now, God. I just thank you that you are who you say you are. And so we just, we just declare that over every single life. We just declare that over every single person here, Lord. We just thank you for that reality. We just thank you for that truth. Yeah, so Holy Spirit, just come. You are high and lifted up in this place, Jesus. You are high and lifted up in this place. Mm. Yeah, guys, if that resonates with you, there's going to be um, leaders on the side that can pray with you. And I just really encourage you to just step out. I know it can be scary. It can be intimidating. But... Yeah, I just really encourage you with that um, boldness to just go ask for prayer because it changes things. It really does. And if that didn't resonate with you, we're going to go into a few more songs of worship. Um, if you need to go, feel free to go. Um, Miranda and I think Mariah are back there with fall retreat sign up, so make sure you get signed up for that. There's snacks up there too. But also feel free to stay and just engage with Jesus. Just, just take this time to just be with him and let his peace just overrule in your hearts and just take over and just overwhelm you with his presence and his love. Come back with the hand of my enemy. 
share these passages um, so we can just rejoice over it and to meditate on them uh, as we finish worship. <laughs> Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Psalm 23, 4 through 6. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 125, 2. 
as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore.
doing something really special right now. I feel like he's just saying that peace is a promise. It's not just a promise for me. It's not just a promise for MJ or Dale. But it's a promise for each and every one of you. And, you know, right now I'm walking through a really big storm with my family. And it can be so easy in the biggest storms focus on the circumstances. Man, the promise that peace is not defined by our circumstances, but it's defined because of who he is and what he's done for us. And I feel like some of you out there are like, yeah, well, that, that's for them, but that's not for me. And I'm here to tell you that tonight God wants to meet you individually. He's here to bring hope and peace to you. It doesn't matter what you did before you came here or what you did five years ago. It doesn't matter what you're going to do tomorrow. He's here to fill you with peace. He is your peace. He is your hope. That's who he is. He's a good father. He's a good father. And so I know we sang this last song already tonight, but I really felt the Lord say we're supposed to sing it again and declare that the name of Jesus, all the fear trembles. All the fear goes in his name. So we're going to sing this one more time.
It's who you are, it's who you are. 
for coming out. Can we give it up for MJ and Dale again? They did awesome. So give it up the worship band. Great to have you back, Leah. This is Matt. First time playing on the drums with us. Give it up for Matt. Hey, well, like we said, you can sign up for Fall Retreat tonight. If you have any questions, talk to me. If money's a th and stopping you, come talk to me. Don't let that be the thing that stops you from coming. I promise you won't regret it. God bless you. Thanks so much for coming out. And Sadie made some amazing snacks. So definitely check that out. If we don't see you this weekend, we'll see you next week. God bless everyone.
Chain break.